Welcome to another All About Nothing podcast. It is the year 2018. I get it. It, is, it has been an excruciatingly long time since I, uh, I last recorded a show. And for that, I sincerely apologize. Do you feel like maybe I apologize a lot for not having recorded a show? I do. I have no excuse. It has been... It has been a long time. December 31st, I think, was actually the last time I recorded an episode. And, uh... Again, I, I, I have no excuse. I have no excuse. I think the only excuse I have is that, uh, maybe lazy... You know what? No. I'm not going to say lazy. I think if I was to, uh, if I was to claim a reason for why I have not recorded the show, it is, it's probably because of just how much has gone on since December 31st. And there has been a lot. Um, I mean, if you go back and you look... Our country has literally gone through two, count them, two government shutdowns um, since the last time I recorded a podcast. And that that is incredible. I, I don't know that at any point in, in, in our history, and I'm going to say I don't know because I have not researched it, but I don't know of any point in history where we've had two government shutdowns in less than like a three-week time span. And that exactly is what has happened. We, we have had two government shutdowns in the last you know month maybe maybe a month but i mean in recent history i cannot imagine that our government has had to shut down twice because they could not come up with a budget or 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 a a budget or a spending bill uh to extend the government far enough so that we don't shut down but it's happened twice the good news is is that uh if you are a fan of the united states and i hope that most of you are um, it, it does look as though our uh, Congress and our president has seen fit to fund the government uh, through some serious deficit spending um, over the course of the next two years. So, you know, at least we're looking at the possibility of not having a uh, government shutdown again for the next possible two years. Uh, I know that we have uh, three more years of President Trump, but... Um, you know, you can you can look forward to the fact that at least we won't have the drama over next year and the year after of not knowing when we are going to get our tax refunds, unless you're like me. And, and I filed my taxes on January 21st. I get that they were not accepted until January 29th at the earliest, uh, but I it is February 13th and I still haven't gotten a tax refund. And, uh, if I, you know, you can go online and check. Um, through the tax uh, refund or the IRS's page, there's a, a tax refund status that you can check, and it doesn't even give me the indicator bar anymore. So, uh, does that mean I'm going to get audited? I don't. I don't know. So it's it's hard to tell. So uh, we move on. So, uh, like I said, today is uh, February the 13th, and um, there has there has been so much that has occurred in the last month and a half. 
and wow, month and a half. It it has been a, a long time since I've recorded. I'm just I'm just realizing realizing that. Um, so this year we're gonna do uh things a little bit differently. Um, I uh, I am gonna try and have more guests on the show, and I get that I'm talking alone right now. I I, I recognize that, and uh, I don't need to be reminded. But uh, the the intent is that uh, throughout the course of this year, um, I do want to have uh, more guests on the show, and um, likely we'll we'll have call-ins and things like that. So um, that is the intent. Uh, I have uh, a buddy at work who also does a podcast, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out to him real quick that uh, uh, Zach King, uh, who is going to be on uh, this podcast uh, in a little bit. Um, Zach King actually has a podcast called Anything Goes, uh, the podcast, and um, you can you can of course get it on iTunes and, and Google and such. But um, uh, he will be on uh, this week, and uh, it is possible uh, may have another guest on. But you know, I, I don't know where the conversations are going to go. I, I don't know if it's going to just be political or if it's going to be you know just social stuff or whatever. But um, I, the intent is that uh, it's difficult sometimes to just sit here and um, talk for a half hour or an hour or or however long you know this this goes on, but it it's it's sometimes difficult to find things to talk about without sounding like you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, um, and it's possible that I will say something here that I may say again when Zach's on or when um, other guests are on. Uh, you know, there is there is this possibility of redundant conversation. And um, while while I, I, I don't want to sound uh, redundant, um, I don't want it to, to, to seem like I'm stretching to try and talk about things or speak very slowly. Um, uh, point of fact... <laughs> If you watched the uh, the State of the Union from the president uh, just a couple weeks ago, um, one of the things that apparently he came out of there bragging was that his State of the Union was one of the longest State of the Unions in history. And it's true. It came in number three uh, out of... Um, it came in number three out of uh, all of the State of the Unions that have been recorded and, and, and such. Um and the reason for that was because President Trump, when he reads from the teleprompter, he speaks very slowly. There are a, a lot of pauses. There is, there is this intent to drag it out as long as he possibly can. And I am absolutely astounded that he was able to have a speech where he was, he was reading. He was reading. That is amazing to me that he stood up there and read for as long as he did. Uh, President Clinton actually had the other, the the second and the first longest speeches um, for the State of Unions, but he he did get number three. But the word count came in at like fifty five hundred words for the entire speech, and um, I think Obama had a couple of them where they were around fifty five hundred, but his speeches were only an hour because he speaks at a fairly normal pace. Um, some would argue that he just didn't get interrupted by applause as much as Trump did. Um, and then, uh, and then of course, after the speech, I think president Trump went to Ohio or Missouri or Pennsylvania, uh, where he basically got up on stage and whined about the fact that the Democrats didn't stand 
for for the parts of his speech that he would have liked to have seen. In fact, I at one point during the speech, I saw him actually try and lift the audience, lift the Democrats with his hands, and then when they didn't, he shook them. He just he just waved them off. Like he is so narcissistic. It is it is unbelievable to be, unbelievable to me how narcissistic he is and how much he just absolutely needs this this positive reinforcement and attention and then when he doesn't get it he just blames the media and says that it's all their fault that they're there it's a witch hunt you know and that's another thing and 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 we'll get into it over the course of the next you know shows and this show and next show and all of the shows but man I cannot I, I I am I am dumbfounded as to how much like Teflon this president is because it is amazing to me that with 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 the evidence that seems to be stacking up against him, the arrests and um, and plea bargaining and, and, and what has gone on with the the investigation uh, by special counsel Mueller. It is amazing to me just how none of it seems to stick like like they can throw anything at the president and and he he, he and his communication staff just seem to be able to completely flip it. It is it is it is beyond me. I, I I don't get it. I mean, any other president, if if President Obama were to get up in front of the White House press corps and tell them, let, let's just say hypothetically that the Black Panthers held a rally somewhere in the country and then there was violence. And let's say someone um, um, protesting against the Black Panthers was killed as a result of of some uh, member of the Black Panthers uh, actions. If if that happened and President Obama were to get up in front of the press corps or in front of a press conference and say that there were good people on both sides, I, I, there would it would not matter what news group or organization it was. They would burn him at the stake. I mean, they would crucify him for saying something like that. And and it. I want to say it was it, it was a matter of days after President Trump said that 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 you know in Charlottesville that it was there were good people on both sides. It was only a matter of days before it basically was forgotten that the news organizations had basically just wiped the slate and said I said eh, we're going to let him slide on this one. We let him slide on everything. We literally let him slide on everything and it it, it does not make sense to me how that keeps happening. Um, this, okay, so um, just at one of the more current events, um, this just happened last week. So uh, President Trump has a secretary of staff who is basically responsible for um, providing the president with the materials, reading, um, reports, uh, the things that, that a president needs in order to be president. Um, to govern the United States. And and we had an individual who had been selected by the president named Rob Porter. Now, allegedly, there are allegations and chart. Well, there are allegations that he physically assaulted both of his last two wives and that um, someone that he had recently been in a relationship with had gone to one of the ex-wives and had said that they needed help figuring out how to um basically involved law enforcement in the fact that this woman had also been assaulted by Rob Porter. 
So allegedly, all of this happened allegedly, except for the fact that there are police reports, there are photos of the women after the abuse, and that, of course, you can always say, well, maybe it wasn't him, but, you know, I, I got to figure that if there's evidence stacking up against him, that the allegations are probably true and that he did do this. Um, so all of this came out as a result because the FBI, of course, investigates and does background checks on individuals that the president puts into um, in, into positions in the White House because they have to have some type of security clearance. So Rob Porter um, had been they had been investigating Rob Porter and apparently the FBI had given information to the White House, specifically Chief of Staff uh, General Kelly, that there were these allegations, there there were these charges. Now, John Kelly is claiming that he had no idea up until last week, and when he found out last week, he did ask for Rob Porter's resignation. Um, there are other rumors that are circling around this whole thing um, involving um, the deputy, or I'm sorry, the director of communications for the White House, um, a woman named Hope Hicks, who um, has basically been... Uh, riding on Trump's coattails for the past couple of years and uh, was with him through the, the campaign. And, and, and now that, now that she is the uh, secretary or I'm sorry, the, the, the director of communication in the white house, um, that there is, there, there were these rumors that she was in a relationship with uh, Rob Porter and um, that there are rumors that she may have had relationships with other people in the White House. And um, I, I'm only going to allude as to how high her relationships went, possibly, based on some of the, uh, some of the rumors that seem to be leaking out about this. Um, but I only mention all of this because when President Trump um, came out saying that he knew about it, it was... It was almost like it was in defense of Rob Porter, who is the person that possibly committed these crimes. You know, it, it is amazing to me any time that Trump has to either defend or not defend someone, it really depends on their <laughs> their ethnicity. Honestly, I, I think that's what it comes down to, is that uh, Rob Porter is a white guy. Rob Porter has been very good to President Trump, and and the president recognizes that. And rather than saying, you know what, he may have done a bad thing, there is a very good, you know, I, you know, whether he did it or whether he didn't do it, he should have spoke out in defense of the women involved. That that, that there is, first of all, there's no reason for any violence at any time, but for a man as large as Rob Porter is. To, to hit his ex-wives or, or to beat his ex-wives, it, it, it just seems like an opportunity for the president to have come out and said, you know what, uh, we let this guy go. Um, yes, he was here, whether we knew much about what was going on, regardless, we let him go. He's no longer here because of these allegations, and um, what we're going to do is we're going to move on and and and. It, we will provide any support that these women need to get through this period of time because I don't know if someone's bringing charges against him. I don't know if if there will be charges against him uh, because of the the what happened with his ex-wives. Regardless, the president doesn't need to defend the guy that allegedly hurt these women. He he needs to he needs to recognize that that he needs to stop being such a 
He needs to be stop being such a part of the men club, the 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 woman hating men club, because it just seems like they that that unless they're on his staff, and I don't I don't mean that in the way that some of you probably think, but unless they're on his staff, that 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 he will not support them. As soon as Amorosa uh, basically fell apart or fell out of of uh, her situation with the president, he turned on her. I mean, in a heartbeat, he just turned on her. And and, and I have a feeling that, that it seems like Sarah Huckabee Sanders is a fairly intelligent person. She is she is chomping on the Trump train, but I, I she I mean, she is full blown riding on this Trump train. But I feel like one day it's probably going to come down and, and she will no longer be there. And, and and I pray, I pray that she comes out and she says, yes, I, 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 I said all the things I had to say to maintain this job, you know, but here's the truth. It's a crazy place to work. This, this entire office is nuts. These people are insane. It is the president. It is, it is just utterly ridiculous. I'm hoping that she does this. I I wanted Sean Spicer to come out and do this. He hasn't yet. I imagine there's a book deal. I I I I believe that there is probably a book deal somewhere, uh, somewhere coming. Um, I did read uh, Fire and Fury, uh, so I I I I I will uh, we will we will get to that. We will talk about that book, um, even though I feel like we're probably moving too far past it, and it probably won't be quite as newsworthy because. All of the allegations that were that I, that I read in that book, it seems like they they fall off of the Teflon. They just they slide off. There's, I mean, the idea that the president is semi literate should alarm people, but it doesn't because they're like it's just the president. It's President Trump. I mean, we don't. We're, I feel like everyone is just sort of setting the bar really, really low, and that and that the people that can't set the bar low, myself included. Just I, I, I wind up questioning the president, but then I wind up questioning his supporters. And it's it's so hard to grasp why we are in the situation we are and 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 how how this happened. I I know how it happened. We had uh, the Democrats had Hillary Clinton as their as their nominee. And, you know, as I think as ready as this country was to have a female president, and I believe that it still is. The idea of having Hillary Clinton as that first female president was really, really difficult to bite off. I think that people recognize the Clintons as being, yes, political powerhouse. They have they have done a lot for country and they have done a lot for uh, the poor. I mean, they, they have they have done some good things, but then you have to go back and you look and you have to question some of their actions and then you have to question some of their reactions. Uh, you know, they are not perfect and, and they have done, they have done some things that allegedly that, that are, are questionable. And I, I, I feel like Hillary Clinton's probably a war hawk and, and she is, I believe very much in bed with the big banks and, the stock exchange and 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 all of that i believe that she is definitely someone who is willing to profiteer 
uh, maybe I didn't use that right, but they are they she is willing to sell herself in order to get more power. And and I don't know that it's necessarily because she wants to use that power for good. Uh, I, but I don't think it's for bad. And, you know, and, and looking at the president now, I don't necessarily think that it's because President Trump wants to do bad. I just think that he wants to profit more. I think that he's looking to take care of himself, to like take care of his 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 name. And, you know, I'd like to I, you know, I'd like to think that maybe he's doing it to take care of his family. But I don't I don't believe that. I, I, I think that I think that he would only do that out of necessity because they're around honestly i mean you're talking about you're talking about basically his kids he's he's 70 71 72 years old and he has kids that are uh 29 30 35 you know he, they, you know they they're not they're not old er I, I think technically they might still be millennial so he had them at a at a at an advanced age you know but uh, I just I, I I I feel like he's doing it for himself, you know. One of the things that I I, I got out of the book was that um, the whole idea of President Trump running for the presidency wasn't necessarily because he wanted to be president. It was because Roger Ailes had been terminated from Fox, and when Roger Ailes was terminated from Fox, he wasn't. I I don't feel like he was done with that industry standard. I don't believe that he was ready to hang it up. And I feel like the reason that he got behind Trump the way he did was because I think that there was some sort of a news network coming out of this, whether it was going to be the Trump News Network or, you know, Trump TNN or or something. I, I, I feel like it was there was a brand that was coming out of this and that the intention was if President I keep referring to president. If if Trump was going to become uh, or if Trump was going to be the nominee for president and then he lost, he had a major foothold on all of these people that voted for him, that that he had the ability to take their votes and turn that into some sort of a commercial profit. Because if, you know, as a former nominee for the Republican Party uh, and as big as Trump is, I feel like he probably I, I believe that the intention was is to create some sort of a news network that would compete against Fox because Fox did not necessarily represent uh, Fox News. I mean, did not necessarily represent the people that voted for Trump. Now, there are a lot of Fox News watchers that that, that are Trump supporters now or that, that they have become Trump's supporters on Fox News or that Fox News has adopted these people. Um, and I say these people, I apologize. If you're one of those people, look, we all get a vote. Our vote counts exactly the same. And, uh, and and frankly, your vote, your reason to vote for President Trump may have not have been the same reason that I didn't vote for President Trump or or it may have been the same reason I didn't vote for President Trump. But regardless, you know, my my feeling is basically, look, we all have a say. We all have the ability to vote and and. You used your vote to elect him, and I used my vote to try not to elect him, and I failed. But regardless, the, the, anyhow, so the idea was basically that when President Trump got elected, that that was the end of an attempt to create 
some sort of alternate Fox News network. And I think that that is what was so disappointing because as president of the United States, President Trump was not supposed to be profiteering off the presidency. He was not supposed to be able to continue to run his own company, um, which he is. Um, He was not supposed to uh, be able to um, use the office of the president in a way that helps his friends, which he is. Um, He continues to abuse the powers of the presidency in the sense that um, I think at this point, even if you deny the fact that Russia had some sort of involvement in getting Trump elected, whether he colluded with them or not, he profits from the Russian involvement because now he is president. And I believe that their intent was to get him elected. And whether his campaign was involved in it or not, that is for the uh, special prosecutor and law enforcement to determine. And I'm hoping that that, that that gets wrapped up soon because I feel like it's just being dragged. It's, it's, it's going on and on. I don't know that it will ever come out that the president himself was involved, but I believe that it'll come out that, that several people's people in his party were involved. And I think that that is, that is the direction that it's going is that um, it's going to involve the people that were involved with the Russians. And, and I think that some of them are going to go down for some serious things. I mean, you know, money laundering, um, real estate um, uh, transactions that, um, that, you know, basically were money laundering. There, there's, I, I just have a feeling that some of these people that are going to go down are going to go down for some serious things. And there is, and, and President Trump should be afraid because if he was involved in those things, those people don't want to go to jail for years and years and years. Not if they can turn evidence against the president and say, maybe shave off some time. You know, it's highly likely that they'll still go to pre- go to jail, but at least the possibility that they might be able to shave off some of the time so that they don't they don't have to go forever or that they have to die in prison. Um, but all of that said, I, I think that the intent was pres- uh, Trump runs for president, he fails and, and and loses the general election and then winds up getting um, some sort of an alternate Fox News network in his name. That, that, you know, he can be a guest on, that he can run Celebrity Apprentice on or old episodes of Celebrity Apprentice or whatever, but that, that he can have his own network to uh, basically push the ultra white wing, right wing, um, I guess, stance, the, the ultra white right wing um, policy and that they that they could use that to basically hate on um, what would have been a President Clinton. Uh, I, I just I feel like that that, you know, in reading the book and, and, and a lot of it just makes sense that 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 might be the that might have been the intent, but it didn't play out. And now the president is is where he is and it's what we all have to deal with. And if if that's disappointing to you, then I get it because it is ultimately it's disappointing to me as well. But frankly, it's where we're at and and we have to do the best that we can. Um, I, I, I'm looking at the clock now and I'm realizing, okay, chances are if I do a podcast with Zach, uh, on this episode, it's not going to be on this episode because we're already pushing 
28 minutes. So that's perfectly fine. Um, so what I'll do is the next episode uh, I do, I will do with Zach so that uh, we can get this guest thing rolling. Um, what else? The stock market. Have you, okay. And, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to stay on this for, for a long time, but I, one of the things that is just unbelievable to me is when the stock market dropped basically over the last two weeks, about 2,400 points. And I haven't looked at it today, so I don't know what it has recovered to today or over the course of the last couple of days. 2,400 points. Now I know the stock market had gotten up to 26,000, but to drop from 26,000 down to the, to the 23,500 range, that's, that's a, that's a huge fall. Um, I don't, you know, and, and one of the things that somebody said was that, you know, that uh, that you have to look at it as being like if it, it was only it was roughly only four to six percent, something like that. Um, and 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 granted four, let's just say four, four percent out of twenty six thousand. Yes, that's not that's not huge. OK, except when you think about it in terms of what that what that percentage of the fall or, or, or what that percentage means. That is, I think, if you look at it like that, like 4%, when we were only in the 8,000s, back when, when President Bush uh, 41 was president, if you look at, uh, was it 41? 40, yeah, 41. President 41. So when Bush was president 41, we were only in the 6 to 7 to 8 range. Um, if we had had a fall of four to six percent in that time period, it would have been looked at as being huge because the numbers are are large. It's it's a big number to drop, um, but you have to take that same four to six percent and look at it in terms of what that what that actually means in dollars. And four percent on twenty six thousand to drop to twenty three five is trillion. That is a trillion dollars that the stock market lost in value. And to say that that's not huge is just asinine. I cannot, I, I do not understand how they can defend a fall like that. Look, I'm, I'm just going to tell you flat out. I absolutely believe that, that the stock market is overinflated and it has to correct itself and it will correct itself and for a lot of people that correction is going to hurt financially because we're going to see a huge drop you know and and the people that get hurt the most aren't necessarily going to be the ones that have a lot of money invested in the stock market because they ride the ups and the downs the people that are going to get hurt are the ones with the 401k's that are in their you know 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s that that are that are you that that are intending on using a 401k in order to sustain their life after retirement, and when when the stock market drops like that, you know it 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 is a huge burden on some of our accounts because we have them invested in those stocks that dropped. You know you can look at it as an opportunity to jump on something that has devalued and that will value again, but. It you know it stock market is a game it it, it really is and it's and, and to be honest with you it's a game for rich it's a game for the people that can afford to play the game and for a lot of us our four hundred one ks and IRAs and things that are in there it's it's not a game it can't it can't be looked at as a game because it's it's it, it it's it's dangerous so uh, it's it you know but hopefully the stock market is going to rebound and and you know. 
I, I, I have, I have not looked to see what it did to mine because honestly fear, I don't necessarily want to take a look yet. Um, I want to give it some time to, to possibly recover and maybe pick itself back up and dust it, dust itself off and see where we're at. But, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see, but, uh, you know what? Now that I'm looking at the clock, we've we've already crossed over the 30 minute threshold, and uh, I'll, I'm going to probably just go ahead and wrap this one up and hope that uh, I will get another episode in real soon so that uh, so I can get Zach on, um, and and we will we will be as entertaining as we possibly can because Zach is uh, very entertaining. And again, just to give a shout out, his podcast is Anything Goes the podcast, and uh, you can check it out. Uh, I believe it's on iTunes and Google Play. So if you get an opportunity to do that, check it out. Um, continue listening to me. Also, uh, we do have uh, a new uh, Twitter that uh, if, if you've been following, you've probably seen that I have tweeted from there. Uh, but um, my, uh, my new Twitter handle for the podcast is at uh, AAN underscore pod. So, um, so if you have not already uh, signed up or have not already followed, again, AAN underscore pod. Uh, it's pretty easy. Um, and I, if you do follow at Barrett Gruber, then chances are I probably retweet everything that I tweet on at AAN underscore pod because I, I like to get the little notifications, to be completely honest with you. So, all right, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, February 13 is in the books. Uh, we will do it again very soon. Thank you very much for listening. Again, as always, if you have any feedback or you have any questions or you want to talk about anything, you want to hear me talk about anything, please feel free to uh, tweet me or direct message me. Uh, again, AAN underscore pod, uh, and you can reach me there. And uh, I look forward to hearing back from you if uh if you do take that opportunity. So we will do it again very soon. Uh, like I said, next time, uh, my guest will be Zach King. Uh, uh, he will, uh, I, I'm going to ask him a lot of questions about what he does because I know that he is an up and coming, uh, musical artist, uh, podcast and, <laughs> and where we work, uh, an assistant solution manager. So all of that next time. Thank you very much for listening. We'll do it again. The All About Nothing podcast is a member of the GOT Podcast Network.